You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Relationships and Chill Podcast. I am your gracious host, Coach R. Anthony, and this is the Relationships and Podcast, Relationships and Chill Podcast, the ultimate podcast for relationships and dating. Listen, guys, we have a very special guest today, and uh, I wanted to give her a very, 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 very warm welcome, considering the fact this is her actual, this is her first like, <laughs> real podcast, you know what I'm saying? So I, I know it's going to be great. I'm going to be gentle with her, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be very <laughs> gentle. No, but our, our next guest, she's a highly sought after internationally acknowledged expert practi- practitioner within the field of holistic healing. She has 15 years of practical experience gained in India, y'all, South Africa, the Middle East, Germany, North America, that's Canada and the U.S., she holds a qualifications in integrative reprogramming technique. She's a facilitator of that. Yoga instructor, nutritionalist, an instructor of advanced breathing techniques for self-healing and holds a degree in psychology from the University of British Columbia. Y'all, I want y'all to give a very, very warm welcome to Deborah Small, y'all. Welcome Deborah Small to the to the Relationships and Chill Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming. I really appreciated you uh, for coming. Uh, my wife put me on to you. You guys have a have a history together. Um, you guys went to uh, tell tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here. We'll talk about my wife and how y'all met. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah. So Ilulu and I uh, went to the same teacher training about ten years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's where we met the first time. And we kind of stayed connected over the years and have watched each other grow and, and you know, go after the things that, um, you know, that kind of mean something to us, you okay. know, more right. than just what we like to do. Right. Um, and yeah, and so it's been wonderful to watch her and I'm sure she's enjoyed to watch me and uh living our best life really you know you and she encourages people to live their best life in what she does and so do i and yeah so we've we've got similar paths which is really good exactly and and that's 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 amazing y'all listen i always i was telling her before you know the accent for me makes it official you know i like to watch some <laughs> documentaries where the people is like talking about like what the birds are doing and the caterpillars and all that stuff. And just yes. the accent alone makes makes it more interesting. <laughs> she don't okay, believe she well, has I'm happy accent. to oblige you with my South African accent. <laughs> so you, you are from South Africa. That's correct. I was born and raised in the city of Cape Town. Okay. And uh, yeah. So and I've moved around a little bit, but um, I lived there for the first um, good almost 30 years of my life. Okay. Now yes. I was listening to... Um, a program uh, audio that you did on soundcloud and how yes. you you had a interesting experience correct uh, with um dr wayne dyer that's and, right 
what would you say prior to that led you to getting there? We'll get to that point. But, but to that point. Yeah. What yeah. Do you, what would you say? Well, yeah, it was like, you know, <clears throat> it's funny. Some people believe in it and some people don't, you know, um, that things line up and that's okay. If you believe or if you don't, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I um, just a little time before that, a few months before I met Dr. Wayne Dyer, I just, I felt like I was a little bit drowning in my life. You know, mm. I was young in my twenties and I just felt like I was completely drowning in my life and I needed to change something. And, um, I started to try meditation and, you know, yoga as well. And, um, and basically looking out for, for something better Mm. because what I was doing wasn't really working for me. Right. And, uh, so when I saw a poster for Dr. That Dr. Wayne Dye was coming, uh, to visit in my city, um, and actually it was at a bookstore and I bought his book called the uh, your erroneous zone that was his first book that he published so i started reading the book and i just thought well it's going to be amazing i'm going to meet the author right Mm -hmm. and so that's basically how it started um so i ended up going to his talk which was brilliant it was very simple Mm -hmm. um and i he really inspired me to continue to just be on this path of meditation and yoga and so 20 years later i mean it's like it has completely transformed my life and not just that, I have also helped uh, for others to transform their life wow. to be better. Mm. And, you know, and so, yeah, I think that there's a series of events that happen in your life that puts you on the path that you want to be. Absolutely. Well, you know, so that was my little thing with Dr. Wayne Dyer. So what was what was um, happening at that time to cause you to say, you know what, I'm drowning. Um, yeah. I, I, I need something else. Um, and I guess, yeah, what, when was that and, and what was that experience? I guess I, w- I want to say what was that experience like in the sense that we, we have these moments where, we, where we're okay, like there's nothing wrong. And then yeah. eventually over time, it's like I, some, something needs to change. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So we go from like, okay, like I'm good, everything is all right. But the yes. transition into the tribulation, I guess. And then to, that causes us to look for something else. What, yeah. what would you say, uh, what would you say that was and what attributed to, to your yes. desire? So, I mean, you know, obviously now after all these many years later and um, having created a lot of healing uh, for myself, uh, what I think was really going on. So when I was in my twenties, I felt like I was drowning. And it's funny that when you introduced me and, you know, coming from a country at that time, when I was born, it was a racist country. Mm. And so white people lived in some areas and black people lived in some areas. And I'm from the colored community. And so we kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. and colored people have an area. And um, whether it's true or not, but it would, uh, it would seem like the regime that was set up was to keep people in their places. Mm. And so coming from a colored community where you had minimum wage, uh, you'd never get anywhere in your life. Um, you're basically just working and, and paying for the bills. And mm. you, most of the people in the colored communities can't even afford an education. Mm. Right. And so I think in my life at that time, um, I felt like I was just going through these motions and I was never going to get anywhere. And of course, that was not true, but that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so the thinking and the conditioning 
uh, that I lived in was what created really my misery. Right. And I was very lucky. And like I said, you know, we can call it luck or we can say the stars lined up for right. me to be in a to do certain things. But it happened. It just and happened. It happened, yeah. yes. And um, because I was, so I was seeking out meditation and, and yoga and so on. And I was led to go to a talk, another talk with a guy. He was uh, already retired. He came with his wife and they were traveling around from the US they were. And he was a kinesiologist. And I went to his talk and it's a very enlightening talk. And after the talk, I don't remember so much what he said during the talk, but mm. our conversation really stuck with me. And he, because I said, you know, like, I'm really overwhelmed with my life. And he looked me straight in the face and said, well, if you're not happy with your life, you can change it. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. I was like, you have to be crazy. Like, <laughs> are you for real? I'm living in a racist country. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not getting the right relationships. I don't have enough money. I did You know, I'm a single mother, you know, and yeah. all the issues that had kept me from feeling that I was stuck mm -hmm. and I was drowning was what I created. Right. Well, it was created, but you believed it. You took it in. Exactly. Yeah. And he, what he said made me, first of all, I thought it was craziness. Mm -hmm. Like I had, because I've, I never knew up until that point, really, this is the truth. I never knew up until that point that I would play a role in changing my life. Right. Exactly. exactly. I was so convinced that the external people and places and things well, that's Dictated. how it is. And that's Dictated exactly. Your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And of course, that was not true. And that would be the beginning for me of my. And that's why in my book, you'll see that the book is called The Self Repair Toolkit A Journey Towards Self Empowerment. Yes. I have it. <laughs> you I know, have it, and because I, my whole life is dedicated to helping people to understand that you have power to change your life. Right. Because I didn't know that information. And because I didn't know that information, my life was not as good as it could be mm -hmm. as it is now. And so with having that information and, you know, there are a few points that come with having that information. The number one thing is taking responsibility for everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Okay. So I added to my situation, what can I do to change, but still living in my life, still showing up for all the things that I have to do. You know, what can I do to make my life better? Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened, you know. And from that time up until now, every day still, that's been a good 20 years. Every day still, I look at what can I do better? How can I take responsibility for this situation? And it, it ties in so very beautifully with what the message that you want to bring across about relationships. Because our entire life is about relationships, whether that be romantic, whether that be with siblings, with parents, with colleagues, with friends. Everything is related to us Absolutely. through the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and we relay what we believe and what we know through the relationship. We, we filter our beliefs through the relationship. <laughs> Which affects Correct. the relationship. And also through our conditioning. Mm -hmm. And it's really tough for people to understand that how they think and what they value um, is what they made up because Oops. of the conditioning, because of the society. What do you mean? Like they, they're making it up? They, they, like they are making, making it, it well, well, the society is, let's say, for example, you're living in the Middle East. Huh? Mm -hmm. So you're born into this family. And uh, you are raised that you can have three or five wives. Mm. 
Okay. So now when you are born and raised in another country where you're only going to have one wife, you think, oh my God, that's really not good or that's different. Mm -hmm. So your society or environment is going to have an effect on your belief system. Exactly. Which is, which is what I was saying. Like it filters through us into our relationships. Correct. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So we're making a lot of progress already. (laughs) As you can see. Yeah. As y'all can see, we, we're making a lot of progress because, you know, I always say that in order to attract the best, you have to become the best, meaning you have to get really get out of your own way and begin to question. Like you were saying, you, you have to begin to to look at things. And even if just the fact of like. Just noticing that this is how it is. OK, so at least I know the the setup. OK, the setup is this. These people over here, these people over here, these people over here. But why can't I do this? And then you start asking yourself, like, why? The and biggest th- problem, Anthony, is that people, we don't understand um, how to be the observer of our thoughts, our feelings, Absolutely. and our emotions. Really, yeah, we, that's We're the getting problem. into something. So hold when on, we, hold yes. on, Deborah, hold on. We're getting somewhere, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting somewhere. Yeah, this is my everyday life, I right? know, I know. You just want to spill it all. You want to spill yeah, the beans. Yeah, this is my everyday life. Exactly, yeah, so but but I'm working towards really that. That's the I'm, biggest I'm, problem. Because I have a question for you. Um, I watched okay. one of your videos, right? And I was right. I'm very interested, very intrigued. Okay about how how you said we are not our body <laughs> emotions feelings or thoughts we are not yes, any of these we things. are not those we are the ones observing them experiencing them but we are not that's not who so we are. so 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 hold on now hold on then. okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you i'm i'm completely with you so what we are and what we should well i ain't gonna say should i'm not gonna i'm gonna let you answer this question Okay. What we are is observers of X, Y, Z, right? Correct. Okay, yes. We're observers. Okay. So what is an observer? Mm. So yeah, we're coming to the beefy part of it. So basically, um, if you have a thought, your thought is saying, um, I don't like that person because they're wearing pink. Okay. Or your thought is saying, I have to get there before they get closed because if I don't, uh, I'm going to be in trouble. Okay. Or I have to go and buy that because I really need to buy that. So you're thinking 24-7. That's what your mind does. It creates thoughts. It's the job of the mind. It's never going to stop. That's just what it does. What happens to us is that when the mind comes up with this thought, I don't like that girl. She's wearing pink. You can observe the thought and say, well, it's okay. This thought is coming. And obviously the thinking process really comes a lot from our past experiences maybe in the past somebody who had a pink dress took your boyfriend from you when you were 16 <laughs> okay do right. you know what i mean right it's it's possible right so the thinking process is very much related to our past experiences so your thinking is trying to protect you mm. constantly making up ways for you not to feel the discomfort or to feel the fear or so on and so on but the thinking really doesn't have a what I would say, um, an intelligence. Mm. Okay. You are the intelligence that's watching the thinking. So you process. we don't know that. So you're processing the, you're the processor. Okay. You're the processor. You're the one that's observing what 
the thoughts are doing, what the feelings are doing, what the emotions are doing. And most of the time, these things are interrelated. You have a thought that said, 10 years ago, you broke my heart. When I bump into you in the street after 10 years, I'm still going to hate you. Mm. So the feelings of how you hurt me is going to come up in that moment. So okay. they're all related. But here's the thing, you know, in 10 years, somebody could have changed. In 10 years, somebody right. could be completely different and have already moved on and thought, I'm sorry that I did that to you or whatever. But you are still in the same place. Because you determine same feeling. You, you determine not to change. Correct. Mm. Exactly. So when you understand that I am not my thoughts, however, I am the observer of my thoughts and I have a choice to not act and react on that thought mm -hmm. because the thoughts are going to come right. because you're feeding them. If, if your thinking system, you know, buys into the, Oh, she's going to, there's going to be a reaction when I give it this thought or that thought or that feeling. And you keep buying into it. You're thinking things. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. So it keeps, keep, it keeps giving you right. the same information. Right. right. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the thinking process really has no intelligence. The real intelligence is you. So how do we your awareness? Okay, okay. I'm gonna let you finish because I I want to add I want to ask you about another layer. Now, that's okay. that's intelligence. That's thoughts. Now, how does how how do the feelings play a part in this? It's the same thing. Your feeling. You see, humans we exist on on a few levels. Like we have a body. You have breath. You have emotions. You have feelings. You have thoughts. And so on, right? Mm -hmm. So these are all levels of existence within mm -hmm. this physical body. Um, but there is an intelligence that gives rise to all of this. Mm -hmm. And you, we could almost say that um, at birth, this intelligence enters. And at death, as we know it, this intelligence leaves. Mm -hmm. We could say it like that. Okay. I'm not saying that it is like that, but let's look at it mm -hmm. from a perspective of how the intelligence is working. The intelligence, let's say um, you have um, a rose tree and you're just going to plant some seeds. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know the possibility of the rose tree until you plant the seed, water it and right, nourish right. it and then you get the, the flower right, right. or the tree. Um, so that there is an intelligence that makes that happen. Mm. When you cut your finger... And some blood comes out and, you know, after a few maybe hours and maybe a day or so, the, starts to, right. it heals. Mm -hmm. Immediately when the cut comes, your body, the intelligence in your body is sending help. It's sent like many things are happening in your body. So can we call okay. that life force? Like the life so force? So you can call that intelligence, life force, okay. God consciousness, whatever people want to call it. It doesn't matter. Gotcha. Gotcha. But there is a force that is making all this happen. I'm just trying to throw out different ideas so that people that people know, can grasp yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And it's the same intelligence. Like, think about it, right? When you're sitting here right now, your mm -hmm. heart is beating, right? Are you really doing anything to make your heart beat? No. Uh, yeah, I'm breathing. <laughs> I can <laughs> stop breathing. Like, yeah, I got you. No, I got but, you. I, but I'm saying like the, the heart is yeah. doing its thing. The, the lungs are doing their thing. The yeah, digestion yeah, exactly. is doing I know their what, thing. I know what you mean. I'm just, I'm just messing <laughs> <laughs> so all this stuff is happening, right? So right. what is making that happen? This intelligence. Right. I guess. Right? The yeah. fact that we are hanging in the in the universe, it's an intelligence that's that's causing us to do it. Causing that exactly. Yeah, yeah. So let's say there's this intelligence that runs through the body, um, that enters at, you know, when life comes together and that leaves mm. when we go. So this intelligence is is the one 
that can be observing your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then you will understand, oh, so I'm not my thought. No, you're not your thought. Oh, I am not that emotion. No, you are not the emotion. You are the human that's experiencing the emotion. And it's completely okay for us as humans to experience all of them. Negative, positive, ups, downs, they are all okay. Our problem lies in um, the extremes. Like, mm. you know, when we have an extreme down, we go completely down. We want to, everything is bad. You want to do bad things to other people when you're there. And, you know, and when we have that extreme high, I need to run after that. I want that fix. Right. You know, all addicts, different types of addicts. Right. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, I, I think the the thing is, like, I, I get what you're saying because, for instance, like, you can't project how you'll feel, feel in 20 years, right? You just have to go through your process, but what you cling on to will determine how you feel in 20 years. You see what I'm saying? Correct. You're creating your own reality. You're creating it because you're clinging on to something that may not be true a year from now, uh, two weeks from now. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I like the idea of being a, being an observer because I always tell yeah. people, don't trust your feelings. Don't yes. trust your thoughts. Don't trust any of it. Observe it because it is telling you a story. And if you yes. can learn to interpret it, it's kind of like reading another language. And when yeah. you start interpreting it correctly, like, why do I feel this way? Like, where did this yes. come from? Because most of our behaviors and thoughts are learned from something or someone, whether it's functional or dysfunctional, whether it serves us or whether it doesn't serve us. But regardless, so it's, go it's going to serve us one way or another, whether it, it, it helps to contain our anger or to express and, and to uh, to express how we actually genuinely feel. Or we may just bottle it up and and never express it in that direct way but in an indirect way we will express it because if it comes in it has to go out it has to go out somewhere the same way Correct. we eat food and drink it has to go somewhere it's not just going to stay in you you know but what we we do have the shadow side where we don't see the things that we yeah. we don't do you know the things that we do we don't see it we don't process it the same way we process information yes. that's coming in Yes, because um, the way that the ego structure works, you know, we all have an ego structure. We need it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, otherwise I wouldn't brush my hair this morning for you. you know, <laughs> for me, ego. you did this for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so basically the ego uh, doesn't want you to see. So it is always projecting it to the other. Mm -hmm. And so you said some really good things, you know talking about obviously asking the question about so you're not your thoughts you're not your emotions and i and now here's the question that people would like to probably want to know the answer to is like how do i become the observer of these things because that's actually the problem the problem is people don't know how to become the observer of feelings thoughts emotions and so on okay so here's the key talk, people. Talk to give me. it to you talk to me talk to <laughs> it's me it's very simple it's very simple i say this every day i give this information out for free every every day meditation okay if you do anything in your life start a meditation daily if it, you can only do 12 minutes a day please mm -hmm. start with that i recommend 12 to 20 minutes twice a day but if you can only do it once a day please do it because meditation helps you to step away from the thinking process it mm -hmm. helps you to observe to become the better observer of thinking feelings, emotions, and so on. And like you said earlier on, so when you start to observe these, 
then you can make better decisions. Mm. But when you're not observing them, you keep falling in the trap of trying to fix it. And, and, and like you said, you know what, in a way you said this, what goes up must come down. Like mm. what goes in has to come out somewhere. Right. So Isaac Newton gave us this. It's science. You know, it has to go somewhere. It right. has to come back to you because you are the creator of everything in your life, in your universe. You are the most important person in your life, in your universe. And that's why, don't be surprised if you have a thought of another person. Don't be surprised when they act like that because you are so powerful that that person, it doesn't matter what they do. They can never be anybody else to that's you true. because you have made, exactly. created them to be like that. See, And, and so for me, right? So for me, <laughs> that. I'm, I'm gonna say this but i'm not saying it to you know what i'm saying clash with you but for me that is mm. the ultimate meditation i'm gonna use it mm -hmm. in your term because yes. as children you don't come in thinking i gotta meditate you you folk you become that over time but as, as children the relationship that you come into now begins mm. to shape and mold your reality right you start Correct. off there so you you come out crying for some relationship Mm -hmm. You come out crying, looking and seeking for something to attach to. So as we progress and we get older, we still develop the best within the confines of relationships, meaning our parental relationships. Not saying that all parental relationships are great, but I'm saying that's how we develop. Now, as we yeah. move forward through adolescence and all these different things, we begin like <laughs> even in the parental relationships, there's a waxing and a waning. There's a there's a there's a. There's a pulling and then there's a pushing away. So you have yeah. children that, that are clinging on to you at a certain age and then they're pushing away from you at a certain age. They don't want to be associated with you at a certain age. So they're and then they come back and they come. So but as they progress, if you're still holding on to their to the baby them, you will miss a lot of the transitions that they, they have because you're still projecting that childlike energy onto them. They're like, I don't want to be around that because I'm not that I'm not that anymore. So yeah. by observing the energy that you're putting off, you really are observing how you have not progressed in that area. And that's what you attract. You and said something very interesting there. You know, it's completely true. We come out seeking relationship. I mean, our first relationship is with the mother mm -hmm. in the womb of the mother, the relationship that is there with the mother. Mm -hmm. And so coming out, you know, and then, you know, that's why it's very important the first year and so to bond with the mother and with the father too, mm -hmm. um, because you're going to understand yourself a lot better when you understand your relationship with the parents, mm -hmm. really. Because that's the relationship that you chose to come into. And, you know, as you know, when we are young, like one and two, we, we are like sponges. We soak mm -hmm. everything up in our environment and we become those things that we soak up. Mm -hmm. And so when we move through our relationships in our life, we have to find out, okay, this isn't working for me. Right. It can be that your parents were in an abusive relationship. or But as a child, when you come out, you actually don't know it's exactly. good or not good. You just see it that you it is. How, you don't know how to observe it. Exactly. So you're just soaking it up. So mm -hmm. when you go out in your life and you start to attract this kind of life, and of course now when you're older, you understand it from a different perspective. And you think, but I don't want this, but I don't know how not to create this. Right. And that's when, when people come to me for help like that, it's, that's how I start to help them um, and to facilitate through that it's not just one thing. 
it comes from a lot of aspects in the life. Mm. And that's why I, when people ask, what do I do? And I said, well, I'm really a health and wellness um, therapist mm -hmm. because being healthy and well is not just looking good on the outside. Right. Like people can be ripped with muscles and they can be so sick inside because of the, all the hate and the, right. you know, wrong information that they believe for Absolutely. so many years is there, you know, and creating illness and so forth. Huh? Mm -hmm. um, and so health and wellness means you have integrated it in your entire life with what is the key word with all your relationships. Mm -hmm. And our first relationship is with the mother. Right. And if I can go back a little bit with the Dr. Wayne Dyer story. Mm -hmm. So his talk was literally about how he um, went to go search for his father mm -hmm. because he was abandoned by his father when he was a little boy, like three or something. There were three of them and they had to go into foster care because the father left and the mother couldn't afford to look after them in those years. Mm. And he was angry with this man that he really didn't know. Mm. Okay. He went looking for the man. And of course the man was already dead. And he said he was standing on the grave of his father and he had to make a choice. Mm. I have to forgive you so that I can live my life mm. or this, this I'm hate gonna, that I have towards you is going to kill me because mm -hmm. it was, his life was really in bad shape. You know, it's crazy. People and that's when he that. turned his life around. So that's the relationships. Yeah, exactly. People do that in romantic relationships. They do it in parental relationships. But mm. what they mm. don't, what you don't realize is all connected. It's how you relate. Mm. It's, how, it's how you push out. You know what I mean? Mm. And if you're pushing out so much, you cannot bring in the right information to make the proper adjustments. To I have a tagline. I'm still uh -huh. figuring out how to use my tagline. Mm -hmm. It goes like this. Wherever you go, there you are. Exactly. I believe it. <laughs> and I'm here. You know what I mean? Wherever but, you go, there you are. Because if in one relationship you couldn't make it, guess yeah, what? Gonna, Don't try to go be... make it in another relationship. And you know, and you because know, you're taking all your problems there. Exactly. You, and that's why they say, like, you know, your first, if you get a divorce in your first marriage, then the second one you have a higher rate and the third higher rate, fourth higher rate, a higher rate. So it, it, it yes. can, you can make adjustments, but usually most people don't they find what was wrong with the other person and that's mm -hmm. it they just stop there you know they yes. they only focus on what the other person did not do but not how they contributed yes. to what the person did not do unless there's really um physical abuse happening well yeah you know, of course of course there really always, isn't uh yeah. there really isn't a reason why you can't work through things i agree um and people it's up to you it's your choice mm -hmm. Um, you can have one relationship and if it doesn't work out and you want to break it off because for some reason you're not happy or this is going on, then you're going to try another relationship. But like I said, because problems are not in others, your issues are in yourself well, and others back. trigger, you know, and that's yeah, exactly, another thing exactly. why I wrote this book. Like you saw one of the, one of the tools are these uh -huh, triggers uh -huh, is yep, to help yep. people just try to understand that, okay, when somebody when somebody triggers something in me, uh -huh. that's my emotion. Right. Like I have that in me. Yes, they triggered in me, but, but it's not their fault. My reaction is completely my responsibility. Right. I'll bring another, another thing of Dr. Wayne Dyer. One of the talks that he did, he came on the stage with an orange in his hand mm -hmm. and he was squeezing the orange and he asked the audience, like, what do you think is going to come out of this orange? I'm <laughs> squeezing it now for half an hour. Right. And there was a young girl in the audience and she said, well, of course, orange juice. And he said, she's right. Of course, orange juice. So when we get squeezed, 
Okay, let's say you're in a relationship where you get squeezed. It can be with your child, with your husband, whatever with your it is, father, mother. What whatever is in you is going to come, come out. out. So you That's blaming true. them, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I always say, even with abuse, you know, I find that people like what in my in my coaching, what I've been finding is not been fine, but I've always knew this, but I don't think people want to talk about it, you know, because uh. usually the people that I meet that talk about how they were abused and how they, you know, were hit on or whatever in their last relationship. Then yeah. I talk to them and say, so how was your relationship with your parents or how was your parent parental relationship? And they're like, well, my mom was the same way. She got abused by my dad or, you know, like uh, they, 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 I didn't really have a good relationship with my parents. I was abandoned or I was adopted or, you know, I was left in at my cousin's house and my parents, they, you know, I don't know who they are. There's always some other form of abuse that's attached to that abuse that they're experiencing because that's Correct. the way that they learn how to process relationships. That's how they learn how to process information for the most part. I'm not saying, cause I personally haven't ran across many scenarios or really any scenario where they're, where a person was like, yeah, I had a fantastic childhood. Everything was great. And now, you know, like I just, I'm here. Like I, unless oh. they just, but then that's a whole nother issue, which that's a whole nother conversation. But if, Correct, even if they, yes. are, even if they do find themselves in that, it's probably because they want to try something so completely different from what they have experienced because they, they have disdain for, you know, X, something, the parent, the way their parents are racist or they're, you know, it's like a rebellious type of thing. You know what I mean? Like they have a, they yes. have a rebellion towards yes. an establishment or, or towards a, a hierarchical uh, structure or something. But nevertheless, what I found is, like you said, wh whatever's in us, like if in this bottle is what's in it, you well, know what I mean? It, and whatever water. I Correct. decide to put into it is what's going to be in it. It's going to take the yes. form of and, the, the bottle. Correct. And our ego um, tries to keep us distracted mm, yeah, uh, from who true. we are. So always we're projecting what we, what we don't like onto others. So if that person made you feel anger, then you're angry with them for making right. you angry. But you don't understand that anger is part of you. And it's okay to be to have anger sometimes. It's just like what you do with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, the number one point that people have problems with really is taking responsibility. That's true. For their actions, for their feelings, for their emotions, and so forth. And if you can take responsibility, then your all your relationships will improve. Every single one of them. Your relationship is a Basically, it's telling you about yourself, what's happening with you inside. Mm. And the relationship on the outside is trying to help you to, you know, come to a better place inside. Mm -hmm. To come to terms with who you are. Right. To, to accept yourself as you are. Um, but you're constantly denying it. Right, exactly. Thinking, well, it's the other person. I'm, not, I'm just going to leave him and I'm going to take someone else. Exactly. exactly. I'm just going to leave her and I'm going to take someone else. Exactly. And because never I don't want to see person. that part of myself. Right. And because the ego exactly. structure doesn't want to do that. Exactly. But the healing never comes. It you know? never comes. It can't come. The healing that's like, never comes. That's like saying I'm no. sick but never going to the hospital and saying, well, hospitals are bad. People die in the yes. hospitals and never going yeah. to get healed. Yeah. Well, here's the good news for all of us. Tell me you know, the good, the tell good us news. The good is, news. Yeah, you know, the good news is you can change whenever, any time, at any moment. If there you, you start right now with us on this podcast, you start to take responsibility for yourself, and you start to say, "I'm going to ask myself, what can I do to make my life better?" 
Absolutely. And not expect my husband to make it better or my finances to make it better or my children to make it better. What can I do? Can I take 12 to 20 minutes in a day to mm -hmm. sit for a meditation, to start to observe my feelings, to start to observe my thoughts, my emotions, and mm -hmm. just see them as clouds passing. Uh -huh. I don't have to become attached to them. There's lots and lots of meditation. You know, I mean, I even have a couple on my website too. People can, you know, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do, how to meditate, there's always help. Absolutely. It's very simple, right? But the most important thing is just that you just start. Mm -hmm. And there's no time better to start than now. Absolutely. So don't worry about where you want to be. Just start. And without the expectation, because it's another problem for us, you know, like when we start to meditate, we think like, oh, I want to be like this one and that one. No, just be who you are. Mm. Be with your experience and enjoy your experience because it's so unique. We are all so unique, you know, that you deserve to know yourself better. Absolutely. Before you want other people to love you, why don't you just start to love yourself first? Well, that's the thing. Now, that's where I kind of, I kind of start to take a backseat in terms of I, I don't think there's a time where you don't ever love yourself like i said from the time you come out of the womb when i was i was having this conversation with another relationship coach and uh, from the time from the time you come out you are expressing the love that you have for yourself by crying by expressing the the desire to have someone either grab you feed you hold you or whatever right now as we grow as we grow older we are taught not how to express those things. We're taught, hey, stop crying. Hey, stop asking. Hey, stop this, stop this. So we're we're now barriered around from expressing the truth of who we really are. So now as we go through and move through the process of life and process of different types of relationships, we are barriered because we don't want to express the truth of who we are. And so after a while, we become so buried in our self uh, funneling or our self um, muffling that we can't express who we are because it's so buried from 10, 20, 30, but you still, years but ago. you still made that decision though. You are still well, responsible that you made that decision I, I agree. not to I agree. express. I agree. I agree. But habits are hard to break. And you know this, like I know they're not really, that's not really well, true. Well, hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> they are true for somebody who doesn't know it's a habit. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like if, if this is the first, this may be the first time somebody's ever thought about it like this, Th mm -hmm. because what people tend to do is they'll say, I'm not loving myself enough. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I need to have more self-love. Like, well, what does that mean? Maybe. Ooh, very good question. I love it. Oh, now, hold on. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> go ahead. So we can, we can talk about this. This is about the. Yes. Talk I to mean, me that's about a it. Super question. Because of course, yeah, people always say. We keep hearing like, love yourself, love you. What does that actually mean? Right. Talk to me. Yeah. So I'll put it into a little uh, perspective here. Let's say, for example, now, as you progress and you told us that, yeah, you come out of the womb and, you know, you express love and then you are taught that not to show it and, you know, only in certain, you know, in certain places and areas in your life. And so we, 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 we have like a barrier mm -hmm. where we don't show truly who we are. So this is okay. all, you know, what we, what people really do. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you have to understand, and I already said it to you as well, mm -hmm. is that you make the choice to fit in. Well, I, right? I, well, uh, no, no, not necessarily. I'm saying that if you don't think they're a choice, 
Because like uh-huh. you said, like you said, up until the point where you met the guy and he was like, you know, you don't have to do this. Yes. You didn't know. You didn't. You thought that this is just how it is, even though you wanted something different. But you didn't know there was a choice. And so Correct. for a lot of people, they haven't been liberated to know that you have a choice in this department, that department, that department. Oh, and of course, department. exactly. And yeah, of course, that's, exactly. That's, that's where the saying. information, that's yeah. why people like you and I are here. Because exactly. We're spreading that words, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. So coming back to exactly what you asked about, how, what does it mean that you love yourself? Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, let's say you are in a job, you're working 24-7. Uh, because you want to be successful, because you think you love yourself and you want to be, have so much money, you want to be free financially. Like that's what most people want in there because they think that's where happiness lies. Mm-hmm. But guess what you're doing? You are not loving yourself because you're overworking your body, you're stressed out of your mind, you're maybe getting sick, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well. That is not loving yourself. But pause right there. Now, here's the thing, because we're making, you know, what we're doing, we're coming right back full circle to where we started at, because Mm. that's what they think. And that's what Uh they believe as opposed Mm -hmm. to. And they've clung on to those. They've held on to those beliefs that in order to be successful, in order to be a man, in order to be a woman, you have to do these things. So instead of instead of like observing these thoughts and saying, well, what is true for me? They have clung on to an idea that they have made true for them, even though it may not be true for them. So like you're saying, they're doing this to the detriment of something else. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And of course, many people don't know that. And that's why people like you and I are are doing what we're doing to to spread the word about, hey, you're actually hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you're actually hurting your because can you have an experience here in this in this in, in this reality without your body? No, you cannot. Let's, it doesn't matter how yeah, much money absolutely. you have. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't absolutely. matter how much money. We saw it all. We see it every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just lost what was Steve Jobs some time ago. Yeah. He was a billionaire. Right. It doesn't matter how much money you have. When the body is done, it's, it's over. Done, right. Okay. So for me, when you talk about love, let's start about with self. Mm-hmm. Let's start start with taking care of my physical body, loving my physical body. You know, not doing bad things to it. Right, but here's what. Uh, but I, we're saying the same thing. But I'm just distinguishing because, mm-hmm. and you've learned how to do it that way. So you have to uh-huh. unlearn and learn mm-hmm. something new. You know, that's, what I'm saying? that's why I said and, you and have so, the choice right now to change. Right, in but, this but, moment, but if here, you change your here, mind. But here's what I'm saying, though. Here's what, here's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying mm. you were loving yourself a certain type of way. You just find it. You've always so that's my point. You've always loved yourself. You're Correct. just using a definition that is not beneficial to you, maybe you know, in one department or another. Or another. But you have always because you're you're telling yourself. I'll put it in a nutshell for you. Go you ahead, put it, put, put it in a nutshell because, for me, please. Because you are loved. Exactly. Because you cannot Perfect. be anything else but love. That's why I've been saying that. And you are right, completely right. That's why I've been saying. Everybody like, is in some form. Uh-huh. thinking that they're doing it out of love but exactly. you know what we need the the proof is always in the pudding but see love gets kind of but see that's the thing you are love but when you add all of these different elements it kind of tempers the love and makes it not genuine it's, it's not pure love i would say so you got all these different thoughts mm-hmm. and beliefs and barriers and all these different things mixed in with what you call love 
and now it's not really the true definition. Well, everything is love. Well, everything is on. love. I, I, and I you are love. I, I agree. But th what I'm saying is, if that's the case, then there would be no need for us to talk about hanging on the thoughts and all that stuff because th those mm -hmm. things are love too but there are mm -hmm. certain things that we do and we believe in that are detrimental like you said if that's the case if everything is love and if we are loved then doing working myself 24 hours a day is still love right mm -hmm. exactly because you said it true because if that's your definition of mm -hmm. what love loving yourself is meaning i want to be successful in this way that i want to be financially free then right. you're feeling that but you actually there's some kind of like um, imbalance and there's a distance between really yourself mm. and what you perceive as love. Okay. Cause our perception of love is different to what love see love is not, love is not an emotion. I agree. Love is not a feeling. Love is your existence. And that's why when people, I believe it's a personal belief. It, I don't have any scientific thing to base this up, but mm. I believe that when people, get ready to leave this body in the, this life that they return to that love well pure they, love. i don't think they as oh, they okay, came in here with a pure love when you see a baby when it comes in it's pure love there's it doesn't have any i like i don't like nothing it's just pure love well that's the thing like now we're talking about pure love but we're distinguishing because we have words and we have an understanding and a way to distinguish between pure yeah. and unpure love but see when you're a baby you don't have that per se or the ability to express that you no but because it, you just come with the pure love that you are and then you learn as you said yeah, earlier yeah, on, yeah, you, you know you learn the mother you learn the father you learn the environment and you soak that up and now from that information you make decisions well, isn't but that interesting? Well, well, let me just say this. Isn't that interesting that, okay, for you, you just mm. said that love is the, like a baby comes in with pure love, but he, a, a child or a baby at that point needs the most. Maybe, maybe not. There's no maybe to it. Like you said, without the body, <laughs> without the body, there would be no you to be here. So you need someone because you're not able to do that. You see what well, I'm saying? Well, I can... I can go a little bit deeper with this. Let's go. Let's go. Hold on. Let's take a break right quick before we go deeper. I can go a little bit deeper with this conversation here. Because, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, Deborah. Because I know you're about to go. Well, I don't know where you're about to go specifically, but I know you're about to go. I can see how you pull back and then you came back forward. So I know you're about to go deep, but we're going to take a break right quick. Are you ready for this information? I'm ready. Listen, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll be ready. I'll be really ready after this quick break. Okay. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break and, and we'll yes. be right back with Deborah Small. And uh, you guys stay tuned.